This is Wanda Ellett. The following is a podcast of Your Career is Calling. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and to listen live to Your Career is Calling Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Ryder University's 1077 The Bronx, online at 1077thebronc.com, or via our free Android and iPhone apps. Search and download WRRC1. That's W like Wanda, R like RR like Robert, C like Charlie, the number one. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Your career is calling. Wanda Ellett is here to make sure you're on the road to success to your dream job. With Your Career is Calling, get the empowerment and tips you need to get going in the tough business world. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Rider University. Next job is on the other end, so let's get to this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Your career is calling. This is Wanda Ellett at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are live in the Killarney Public House studio, and Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind, helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their businesses and careers as a business. The CEO of Me, Inc., uh, behind the glass today producing our show is our uh, Ryder University's intern, Anthony Colasano. Yay, Anthony. And today, um, it's the last show of the year, and uh, we've been talking about uh, overcoming obstacles all year, and um, I haven't talked about my obstacle. If this is your first uh, time listening to the show... I've uh, been doing the show for about seven years now, and um, in February, it's going to be seven years. So um, in the beginning, what we talked about was traditional topics like interviewing, networking, uh, resumes, all these things, interview questions. Last year, what we did was uh, we started to talk about 52 career stories, and every week, everybody would come on and talk about what was their biggest career lesson. Uh, this year, which is proven to be very impactful for many people is overcoming obstacles. And people have come on each week and shared many different obstacles they've overcome. And it's been a number of different topics. Um, It's really run the gamut. It's also proven to be uh, very inspirational for many people. The feedback that we've received, uh, people have shared that uh, it helped them to overcome a similar situation that they were experiencing for themselves um, or a common thread has been this, if this person can overcome this, then I can overcome it. Come, I I can overcome whatever I'm going through. Um, Some things have been related. Some things are not. So uh, with everybody coming on and sharing, a lot of people have been very raw and sharing their um, insight into their obstacle and, and how they were able to get through it. Um, and, I, I, you know, I realized I, it took a lot of courage, and I hadn't done that myself. Um, my topic is I've overcome many obstacles, uh, but I would have to say one of the biggest obstacles that I have faced is um, yeah, I experienced miscarriages. I experienced three in, you know, a relatively short period of time. 
Um, miscarriages, it's interesting because uh, it's very commonplace. Many people that have experienced a miscarriage, uh, they've gone on to have healthy babies and uh, you know, they've, they've recovered from that and um, gone on to have children. Um, me, I, you know, wasn't as lucky. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it took some time to heal from that. And it's interesting because it affects not only the uh, mom that's experiencing the loss, but also the dad. And it's been interesting in the workplace you know, speaking to different people, well, in all different areas of my life that uh, people have shared from time to time that they, they've had miscarriages. And even in preparing to do this show, it was interesting because, um, you know, I, I was trying to determine whether or not I was going to share this because it is somewhat of a taboo topic. Uh, people don't really want to talk about it. People don't really want to admit it. Um, if you mention that you've had a miscarriage, let alone three, uh, the look of horror that you get—it's uh, not funny, but it's just you know—it's a look of horror, and um, or uh, of uh, like eyes filled with tears, and. Um, you know, I think it's something to be talked about. I think it's something that needs to come out of the shadows. And that's been the biggest reason why I've decided to end the year. Uh, this is our last show, live show of the year uh, with this topic. Uh, I don't believe that there's any shame in it. Uh, it's something that has happened throughout time. Um, there's a number of different reasons. And... You know, not to be overly religious, but I really believe that um, it is, you know, it just wasn't the right thing to happen. And and for whatever reason, it just it just wasn't meant to be. And and going through that process, uh, for me, it, it was it was interesting, I guess, as part of the recovery was um, as a as a child, uh, my mom had experienced. Well, it's, I guess a miscarriage is considered in the first six weeks of pregnancy. But um, I've always considered a miscarriage, like even my mom, she was full term and uh, she lost twins. They were born dead and she was full term, like she was just ready to have the babies and, and they died. And um, from that point, she was never the same. And back in that time, people didn't really talk about postpartum. There weren't really resources available for people to go and, and check it out. Plus, my mother, I guess she was somewhat, she just shut down. And um, in hindsight, I've always felt that it, from that point, I was her mom. And at seven years old, you know, that's a tough job to fill. And uh, But you just do it. And that's one thing, you know, through life that I've always learned is whatever you're going through, you just do it. Just walk through it. Sometimes it's going to be scary. You may not do the best job, but try. So when I myself had experienced the miscarriage once, twice, three times, I told myself I wasn't going to uh, check out. 
I was just going to walk through. And um, my spouse at the time, he wasn't really a supportive man, hence he's an ex. Um, And in hindsight there, too, I realized that parenting with him would not have been a good situation. Um, You know, he couldn't be supportive during a time where I needed him most. And um, it didn't really bring us closer together. The first one, kind of, there was some sensitivity, but in the subsequent challenges and miscarriages and loss that was experienced, it was kind of blame. Um, and there's no shame. It, it, you know, it happened. And like I said, you just need to get up and, and go through. Um and I'm not making light of it, you know, because I know it's difficult. I know some people who have experienced this loss. And, you know, granted, you're never the same. You're never the same after losing anybody, whether it's, you know, a baby inside your belly or somebody who, you know, you've loved, a parent that you've loved, you know, all your life. And they're in their 80s, 90s, even 100 years old. Um, loss is loss. And... You know, I I chose to talk about this because, um, you know, I'm hoping if somebody hears this that they, um, whether they're experiencing it or they're, they're, you know, even thinking about their future in in being a parent, um, you know, just to think about, you know, your career, think about your um, if you're thinking that you want to build your career and you're a woman, and even a man, having that conversation with your spouse, um, you know, you may want to look at freezing your eggs or or just, you know, look at the different options that are available to you, um, you know, just from a health perspective. We can go into that in the next segment, but um, primarily, I, I, you know, I really wanted to share this. It was a huge obstacle. It's been a huge obstacle. Um, you know, and it's hard too when you meet somebody and they're like, Oh, you have any kids? And it was like, no. Yeah. Um, the good news is that, you know, I'm trying to make plans and teeing myself up that eventually I will be, uh, fostering a child, if not more, um, than one child in the future. I'm not there yet, but it's, it's something that I'm looking at as an option. And, you know, and and that's the whole thing of this. In any obstacle that you're facing, whether it's, you know, going through a miscarriage, whether it's, you know, going through loss, whether, you know, you think about all the different topics that we've experienced and talked about this year, um, when to trust your gut. You know, we spoke with Jill Zarin last week. Uh, we spoke with Joel Collins the week before, and they were mentioning, you know, here he was, he's a student, and um, he wants to be a, a, a doctor, but his grades weren't there. And, you know, through that, he became diagnosed with ADD. He found out he had ADD. He didn't know his whole life he had ADD. And then he was able to overcome that obstacle and, and go into a law, into a med school. Granted, he didn't have the grades for here in the U.S. for the first two years, but he's in Grenada, and he's doing it. He's overcoming it. He's, he's you know, he's gone through the challenge and, you know, figured out what can I do. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm hoping that this is going to give someone comfort, whether you're the husband or the, 
you know, the, the father um, that has experienced the loss or you're the mom going through the loss. Um, and even as the family in the support, you know, grandmother and grandfather, aunt, uncle, friend. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because when people bring up the topic, uh, it's, it's often met with just silence and, um, and sadness. Um, and it is, it's very sad, but I think that it's something that you just need to move forward from and, you know, take note that whatever your journey is, whether you're supposed to be a mom, you know, trying to have a baby again after this experience and you experience success, fantastic. But even if, like in my case, where you have tried multiple times and looked at different things and it just didn't happen in that way, it doesn't mean that's the end of your story. There's other things that you can do. There's other options. There's other ways that you could face an obstacle and move forward. And you have to just, you know, I can tell you that, um, and I've shared this story before, uh, my dad passed away many years ago, and he had cancer. And, um, you know, I would sit with him bedside, and we had the opportunity to talk about a lot of things. And um, and he was a World War II guy, so he didn't really talk about things. You know, he wasn't really... Do you know anybody from the World War II generation? They're not, you know, the men are really communicative, <laughs> to say the least. But in his in his his last months, uh, we were able to communicate a lot about, about things. And one of the things that he did say to me was, um, "No matter what you go through, I'm not going to be here through your life, physically." Um, but whatever you go through, whatever obstacle you face, you need to get up. And then he would say, dust off and pick a direction, move forward. And if you're going through miscarriage or you're, you have a friend who's going through it, help them to get up. Stand up. Dust off. Pick a direction and keep moving forward. I'm getting the cue from Anthony. We've got to take a little break. And uh, hang on. Uh, this is Wanda Ellett live in the Clary Public House Studios. You're listening to Your Career is Calling. Um, we'll be right back. I'm sharing my obstacle of going through multiple miscarriages. Um, and uh, we'll be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Will you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with Your Career is Calling. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Colony Public House studio at uh, Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronx.com. I am here today alone in the studio, well, with Anthony. And um, after everything, you know, it's been a great year. And we've been talking about so many different guests. They've come on and shared their obstacle. And uh, this is the last live show of the year. 
and I figured it was uh, only fair that I come on and talk about one of my obstacles. I've had a lot. <laughs> um, one of my toughest was um, I suffered multiple miscarriages, and um, I decided to come on and talk about it because it's a topic that's held in the dark still. And um, especially going into the holidays, I felt that it was important to talk about. Um, you know, sometimes couples will hold back that they're even a little bit pregnant, you know, until they reach that three-month mark. And um, and some of that is for the fear because you want to make sure that, you know, the, the pregnancy is going to stick. And um, it could be a number of different reasons. Um, but especially going through the holiday season as you're sharing time with relatives and friends, if somebody is, you know, you know, give them their spaces they're going through. Like you're, you notice that they're not drinking or, you know what I mean, or there's like a little bit of sadness. If you feel compelled to reach out, reach out and ask. Um, in the first part, you know, I talked about, um, you know, I, I did – suffer the three miscarriages and um i think part of what got me through was um as a kid my mom you know she had had a full term she was full term pregnant and she went to the hospital and and the babies were born dead and i i've always considered that a miscarriage but a miscarriage is i guess in that first three months and um technically speaking but you know to me it's any time and, um, you know, and I, I told myself I wasn't going to um, check out like she did. And I believe she had postpartum and, and just, you know, it wasn't treated. And, uh, you know, it was sad because I think she, you know, it affected the family. Um, it affected her life. Before that point, she was a very vibrant woman. Uh, she was just full of life and very inquisitive and just very you know, a can-do attitude, and um, after that, she was a fraction of herself. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was a disservice to her. I, I don't believe that she really lived to her potential, and I, I saw that, and, you know, and I stepped up as I could as a little kid. I was seven years old and tried to fill in mommy's shoes, but it was tough, you know, and even until, you know, recently, I always felt like I was her mom. And um, and taking care of her, and even as the family dynamic is, you know, as things like mom should have done them, they didn't, and it happened. That it is what it is. Um, but you move forward, and that's been the whole thing of it. Like, how can I move forward? Going through it, um, the first miscarriage was the worst. I was at work. I was working on Wall Street, and I remember I was talking to one of my friends, and. It was just horrible. And I just ran to the bathroom, and it was just horrible. And I remember, you know, I cried that day and when I got home, but I pulled it together because I was at work. And um, it was just it was just bad. Um, there's a number of reasons why I think it happened. But then after that, you know, we tried to, you know, continue to get pregnant, and it just wasn't I was it, it just didn't happen after two miscarriages two more I, I I decided you know we we had been talking to a fertility specialist as well 
And um, I just felt that that wasn't right, like even to pursue fertility because it wasn't, I was nervous about me keeping the baby myself. And through that, you know, there was some, um, I guess it exposed many uh, challenges within the marriage and differences. And, you know, my marriage broke down. So I went through this miserable divorce after that. And like I said, my ex was not a supportive guy. And he was just, you know, I'm just, if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. So I'm going to say nothing. Um, and then, you know, through going through the divorce, it was a very highly contentious divorce. And, um, you know, through part of my healing and part of how I failed forward and, um, you know, what I felt I needed to do was to be healthy. And part of that in being healthy was I joined a, a mixed martial arts studio and I started doing uh, Muay Thai. And if you've been in a, in a martial arts studio, you know that there's lots of kids. And I, and prior to that, like even like shortly during the time after, um, you know, going through the divorce, going through the miscarriages, going through everything, going through the holidays is very difficult. Buying presents for kids, uh, being around the kids, seeing the kids at the holidays, seeing the kids at their birthdays, it was difficult. Most times I would just lap on a smile and just say everything's fine. Um, but it was difficult. It was very, very difficult. And, um, like I, I would, I would cry inside um, during the holidays, and but I would try not to show it. And um, like I said, I joined this after, like as I was going through the divorce and everything, I joined the martial arts studio, and there were kids everywhere. And um, one of the things I love about martial arts is the mental acuity, the mental strength it gives you, the stamina, um, and also in kids. If you've taken your kids there or you're familiar with being in a martial arts studio, you learn discipline, you learn respect, you learn honor of yourself and others, of the mat, of being on the mat, being outside of the mat, and of, you know, just the whole concept of, of peace and, and just like it's a, just a different mental attitude. And I have to say that that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made for myself. And uh, one of my friends, she ended up doing it as well. And I knew that she grew through it as well. Uh, I think she, we both got our high brown belt. And um, through that time, like I said, we would see kids there all the time. They weren't in our class. They had the adult class. And, uh, but, you know, before class and even, like, during class, there would be some parents who had their kids with them, and the kids would be waiting for them. They finished their class, and they'd be waiting on the side. And, um, and you, you know, over the years, you start to build bonds with people. And I remember the owner, um, the sensei, his wife, she was the one who actually trained him. So she was a martial arts expert in her own right. Uh, but she was always promoting her husband, and he was, you know, the, the, he had he'd won world championships and mixed martial arts. And, you know, she always promoted his career. And she had two girls. And I remember one one at the time that she um, she was very sad 
very despondent, and and I noticed like she was just different. She wasn't coming in as much, and you know, I I, I sensed something was wrong, and I asked her, and it turns out she had had a miscarriage, and we started to talk about it, and I have to say that experience really helped me to heal because I was it was probably the first time that I was able to talk about my own experience and even though I was crying for her you know we cried together and um, I also cried for myself and um, I just felt like that from that point was where I healed and um, I started the healing process. I wasn't healed that day, but uh, you know, I started the healing process. And and sometimes, you know, we're not we weren't family. We're friendly, um, but sometimes just reaching out to somebody, you know, in in the spirit of helping others, you may help yourself. And that's something else we've talked about here on the show. You know, if you know, volunteering and the impact that volunteering can have for you. And even though that wasn't a volunteering experience, you know, it was just, I just wanted to be a friend to her and show her compassion. But through it, I helped myself. And like I said, the kids were, you know, they had their own kids there all the time. And the kids were very respectful, very sweet, very nice, and very loving amongst them, each other and to others. And I was excited for her because she ended up, shortly thereafter, becoming pregnant again, and she had her baby daughter, another baby girl. She had three girls, and it was cute because her baby daughter always reminds me of my mom, and she's just a little toughy from the time she was born. I don't know why, but she's always, you know, reminds me of my mom, and um, it's been exciting. And, And from that point, I was really comfortable being around kids, like in that experience of being in the, in the martial arts studio and being with the kids, um, it was just easier. And plus I had such great friends there that had kids and, and they, you know, would bring me and my other friend, like we, we, we would be there together, like with their kids. And, and it was just nice. And, um, and like I said, in the first segment, you know, I know that I'm not a mom. I, you know, I will not physically have a kid uh, myself. And, you know, that's very sad. But I still feel that, um, you know, being a mom is in my future and hopefully sooner than later. And, um, and, and that's, you know, for me, like my story of moving forward from it. And, you know, and I hope in listening to this, if you're going through it or you, you know somebody going through it, maybe this would help them in listening. Um, it's okay to cry. It's okay to grieve that loss. Um, but, you know, even your unborn kid wouldn't want you to be stuck on that. And, that you know, it's okay to move forward. And um, they would want the best for you. And um, and that's, I hope, the solace and belief that you take from this. And um, I'm getting the cue from Anthony again. We have to take another little break. Uh, this is Wanda Ellett, and we are live in the Killarney Public House Studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronx.com. And I have been sharing my biggest obstacle. 
of um, overcoming uh, miscarriage. And um, we'll be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Will you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with your career's calling. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Colony Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronx.com. Today, I am in the studio talking about my obstacle. I figured it's only fair. Uh, everybody else talked about their obstacle. I need to talk about mine. And I have been talking about my obstacle of overcoming having miscarriages. Uh, but before we continue our segment and our conversation on this, uh, we have our producer, Anthony Colasano, and he has his segment, Finding a Future. Adulting, going to work, choosing a career, sounds difficult, right? Well, not anymore. Your Career is Calling presents Finding Your Future. Our producer will clear up career confusion each week and shine a light on available job listings, including how to apply and get in contact with featured employers. Get the latest tips on how you can better your career path with Finding Your Future, underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. Now, here's our producer with this week's segment of Finding Your Future. NJ Transit is looking for interns for summer 2020. The objective for the internship is to develop an understanding of our services, customers, organizational goals, and business approach to classify improvement needs. Uh, for this job, you'll be asked to illustrate concepts by designing layouts of art and copy concerning arrangement, size, type, size, style, and associated artistic concepts. You'll also, be, you'll also be asked to draw up signage and conduct surveys, catalog art installations along with various systems for the database uses, support the design staff to, to accomplish required tasks. Qualifications for the job are working towards a degree in graphic design, fine arts, architectural design, and related within a related major for freshmen all the way through your graduating uh, degree, proficient in writing and verbal communications, as well as producing and delivering presentations, proficient in software applica applications such as Microsoft, Adobe Illustrator, Microsoft Office, and Auto CAD, dependable and able to work well with other people, as well as follow directions properly. Other job responsibilities are required. Should you be interested about this job and other jobs as well, visit Rider University's Handshake website. This has been Anthony Colasano with this week's edition of Finding Your Future. That's a wrap for this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Our producer will be back next week with more available job listings and tips for your career. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. See you next Sunday for Finding Your Future exclusively on Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Excellent job. As always, excellent job, Anthony. Um, so we're talking about a very difficult topic and a topic that's often, uh, met with silence and, um, it's miscarriage. And I was advised not to do this segment, um, by some friends and even family members 
And, um, you know, I felt that it's something that needs to be talked about. You know, it's something that's very commonplace. And, um, you know, through the first two segments of the show, I talked about what happened and, you know, and uh, how I got through it. And, you know, some of the things that helped me to heal. And I have to say, like, you know, before it happened to me, um, in the workplace, I remember encountering people. Um, there was one guy that uh, they were desperately trying to have kids, him and his wife. And um, he was devastated that they had this miscarriage. And, uh, you know, here again, it was, you know, I'm the kind of person, if, if you seem out of sorts or something's wrong, I'm going to ask you what's going on. Are you okay? And do you want to talk about it? And um, I remember this guy crying, and I just felt so terrible for him because he felt that he shouldn't be crying because he wasn't the one that was pregnant, and he was trying to offer comfort to his wife, but his wife was just so uh, shut down. And... You know, I remember through that I shared, uh, you know, the experience with my dad and my mom. And, you know, my mom was shut off and shut down for a long time. But my father still just loved her and just was there for her. And nobody messed with his girl. <laughs> like, it was just nobody messed with her. And um, he was just there for her. And um, And that was the best thing. You know, he, you know, I, afterwards, um, you know, this guy shared that that was the best advice that anybody had given him and just let her grieve. She's just grieving differently. And, um, and it's okay for guys to grieve as well. That's their baby too. And, uh, and understanding that, um, not always, you know, do people give the sensitivity to the men that are going through this as well? But it's happening to them as well. Um, it's difficult. And I, I think that, you know, just it, it's a situation that can bring a couple closer together or, or tear them apart. And I think that it's healthy to talk about it. It's healthy to try to get through it. It's healthy to give each other the space that you need to grieve differently. And, um, and just to be there. And, um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if it breaks you apart because it may really highlight the differences of the people that you are. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I've said all through this show, I hope that this, uh, listening to this show, uh, helps someone and, helps uh, uh, even help someone if they're going through it or even to give the compassion and the sensitivity to somebody that they know may be going through it and um, to have the patience and the empathy that even though you may not understand what that person is going through, no matter what the obstacle, that you take a moment back and, and just try to be there and supportive for the person that's in your life and that you've crossed paths. Um, 
you know, in in doing this the show series this year and, and picking the topic of overcoming obstacles, um, you know, it, it's been exciting to hear the stories of success and um, to hear people talk about how they got through things and just some of the basic kernels of wisdom that they they all seem to resonate. It was just, you know, it goes to me, it goes back to my dad saying, get up, pick a direction. You know what I mean? Figure out where you're going to go and go there. It may not, you know, may not be the right thing for you, but fall and fail forward and, and just keep going. And, and, and things will get easier, like stay busy and, um, and, and find information out for yourself. Find out the facts. Um, I mentioned earlier in, in the show that if you are um, a young woman and even a young man and you're thinking about um, having kids or you want to delay having kids, have a conversation with the doctor. Have a conversation with the gynecologist. Um, maybe even go talk to a, a fertilization doctor and, and see what your options are and understand that um, – how the process works and that goes for anything like get yourself knowledge is power educate yourself when you're going through something ask questions and you know not everybody knows everything and something that you're experiencing you know it was somebody else's first time too so you know you don't you can't be expected to know everything and um whether you're facing health issues whether you're facing whatever you're facing, educate yourself. Try to develop a plan and try to think, like, what do I know right now? What can I do right now? Um, sometimes it's just okay, and, and you're just going to need to sit and cry a bit, and that's okay. But just don't stay there too long. And uh, get up. And, and just try to do your best. Um, another lesson that I've learned is to, to be present in the day, and um, and that's helped a lot, too. Like, as you wake up, um, it seems that anxiety and all these other things, these other negative emotions can be caused by thinking about the future or thinking about the past. Live each day and be in each day. Be present in each day and, and try to be the best version of yourself. What can I do to get myself closer to my goals? to get me closer to where I want to be. And, you know, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what obstacle you're facing. And I hope that this helps. Getting the cue again from Anthony. Got to take another little break. This is Wanda Ellett with Your Career is Calling on 1077thebronx.com at Ryder University Radio Station. And uh, we'll be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Would you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with Your Career is Calling. And we're back. And as I always say at the end of every show <laughs> is I can't believe it went that fast. And this show has really, really gone so fast, even though it was a very difficult topic. And I feel the pain that uh, 
my guests have felt this year, the pressure. Um, you know, it's it, it was a fast show. And I hope uh, anybody listening that there's even one person that this was able to help and understand that no matter what you're going through, uh, you can get through it. You know, it may seem like the biggest obstacle. It may seem like the biggest mountain that you have to climb and that you're never going to be able to win. You're never going to be able to succeed. You're never going to be able to make any progress bit by bit. There's a joke that says the way you eat an elephant, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And and it's just bit by bit. Um, Anthony and I were talking about the different shows and the different guests we've had over the year and um, – who was most impactful, you know, I asked him who was most impactful for him. And he was mentioning, uh, Stu Kovacs, who was my first producer, um, almost seven years ago. And, uh, his obstacle was trying to make it in a, in a New York, in the toughest job market in the, in the world in communications and how he's able to live his dream and he's living his dream job. And, um, uh, we had Heather, her last name was Donnelly, and she was uh, Heather the Weather Girl. And, um, you know, she spoke about, um, you know, overcoming that fear of networking. And actually she was just like a star at it. And and they're trying to achieve network into her um, to navigate her career. Um, his mom, uh, Ms. Kosong, she was just a fabulous lady that shared such great inspiration and, um and she was just really lovely and, and sharing inspiration for, like, how to move forward from any kind of challenge. And um, and then he had friends, Denise and Alan, that were uh, also very impactful. And it was interesting because Alan, he uh, was sharing, he was afraid to um, share about his music background and his business. And they, they run a business together. And um, it turned out that in sharing that, it ended up being better for their business and, and easier to make a connection with others. And and I have to say, like, in, in speaking with all of our guests, we had uh, Tim Marshall, who was talking about fear. You know, and it all comes down to fear. And what are you afraid of? And also we had Joel Collins. We were talking about that as well. He was uh, – He's a med student. He went to med school in Grenada, and he would he'd failed out a certain semesters, and he was he was diagnosed with ADD, and you know he's just done so many wonderful things. Like he just overcame, like he crushed that goal. He he was like, I want to be a doctor. He started out being a tennis pro, and and you know he turned turned it all around. And it's overcoming fear. It's overcoming the the objection that you have in your mind and even anthony i've talked about like um so what if you fail try and the worst case scenario that can happen is that you do fail and if that scenario comes to fruition then what are you going to do try again or you know how many times do you want to try um but move forward and uh, even in the conversation we had with Jill Zarin, she was talking about mentoring her nephew. He was in a business, and it wasn't working for him, and he wasn't doing well. And then he changed the business to what he loved doing, and then he's, you know, it seems like he's going to start crushing it. He already has a client out of the gate. 
And um, and it just, you know, it's it's being kind to yourself, being honest with yourself, understanding fear is a fake expectation, accept it as real, it's all in your mind, and how can you go through this? And And just taking the time to step back and, you know, ask yourself some questions, whether you do that on your own with a piece, blank piece of paper or, you know, in a quiet conversation with yourself or with a trusted friend. Do it. Just put it out there. And no matter what you're facing, I hope that you can overcome any obstacle and know that you can overcome any obstacle that is before you. And you will move forward and you can but you just have to get in there and try. You may not be a success. It may not look exactly how you want it to look like, you know, that you have your vision day one. Day success may not look anything like that. Um, but you're moving forward and, and, and going in a direction where you want to go, and hopefully you're living your best life. And um, as we close out the year, you know, my wish for everyone is always the same. I wish the best of health, wealth, love, and joy. And I hope that, you know, spending the time with us on a Sunday morning or whenever you listen to this show, that, you know, you get a little nugget. You walk away with something that helps you to make your life a little bit better, a little bit easier. And even in listening to this show today, even though it was a tough topic, I hope that it inspired you somehow to know you're not alone and you can get through anything and you're a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for. Um, I want to thank everybody that has been listening to us and that they listen to us on a regular basis and um, give you an insight into next year's topic. It's um, what's your superpower and how do you market that? Uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, over this this year of overcoming obstacles, you're dusting off your goals and and setting the big eyebrow test goals, the goals where you tell somebody what you're going to do and they their eyebrows are really high, like, you think you're going to do that? And um, hopefully next year's series of shows will help you, you know, help you understand that. Um, it is about marketing and understanding how do you, you know, take your superpower, your gift that you were given, and share it with the world. That's your that's your mission in life. That's what you're supposed to be doing, finding out what your superpower is, and and sharing it with people. And how do you market that? And how in this world of social media where everything is like psycho, you know, everything is like Uber information overload. How do you distinguish yourself and put yourself in the forefront so people go to you first? And um, I think there's going to be big things, powerful things happening in the new year, and I hope big things and powerful things happen to you over the holidays and into the new year. And, again, thank you for taking the time and honoring us with your time. Um, And I wish you all the best. So, um, again, happy holidays all the blessings for a great new year, and um, thank you again. Closing, hold on, let me get my uh, my closing uh, info. 
So in closing, to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career, take a tour of the on-demand library on one, uh, actually on 1077thebronc.com or on wandaellett.com, where we have almost seven years' worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management. You can listen to us anywhere, as you can download the 1077 The Bronx Free iPhone or Android apps on the App Store. You simply search WRRC1 or WRRC2. We would love to hear from you during the week, and you can check out and like our Facebook pages, uh, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting. Uh, I also have a media page, WandaEllett.com. That's available on Instagram. And that has uh, information about how to buy my book. If you'd like to buy my book, it's called Lucky Switch. And uh, it's available on Amazon as an ebook, and shortly will be available as a print book on softcover and hardcover. And um, you can also check out my website, g45consulting.com or wandaellett.com, uh, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Bootcamp. If you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that has proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the January class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And uh, you can connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at wanda at g45consulting.com. And I would like to thank our producer, Anthony Colasano, and um, the Bronx general manager, uh, John Moses, Anthony has done a fantastic job this year. He's really grown significantly, and I'm really proud of him, and I think he's done a fantastic job. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Carwell Express Press, and Rider University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. Uh, We could not do this hour without their support. We appreciate your listeners. We know how difficult it is to manage a career. We thank you again for listening in. And remember, own your career. Keep networking alive, and I'm going to be here next week. Uh, well, actually, we're off for a couple weeks with the holiday, and we'll be back in the new year with fantastic guests and a fantastic new topic. Have a great holiday. Thank you. When our show comes to a close, a door of opportunity opens. Thank you for listening to Your Career's Calling with Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Join Wanda and her who's who of guests and career consultants next Sunday at 8 a.m. for even more advice on controlling your career path. To check out our past episodes, go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to our past shows. Simply search Your Career's Calling. Your Career's Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting. Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Rite University. We hope you answer our call next Sunday at 8 a.m. for our next edition of Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.